received your instructions. Touch cards if you like. Let's fight. Welcome, welcome to Cam Blue's Bout Business MMA Podcast. <laughs> Lou Finicaro. Boom! A production of GreenRollMedia.com, the world's premier sports betting podcast network, rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. 100%! Now, it's fight weekend, and it is time to touch gloves with the most decorated mixed martial arts betting analyst in the business. He's your host of our main event. You ready? Bring it on! Come on! Come on. And he's all about business, Lou Finacaro. Welcome, fight enthusiasts, to the UFC 276 version of Gamblu's Bout Business Podcast. As always, we want to thank all the loyal listeners that we have. 14-some countries, 48 states, we're flattered by the folks that tune in. I want to explain last week's absence. I can be wound real tight. And as in any business endeavor, I really focus all my energies into this Bout Business podcast. And when results were such that they were two weeks ago, uh, the only thing that I really believe is a fiscally responsible thing to do is to, of course, maintain the business, keep it running, but sometimes you walk away. Each NFL season, I tell my clients that there's going to be one week in the NFL season that I am simply not going to make any positions. I know it comes up. I never know which week it is, but it's important to understand and it's important to always establish the fact that I control my gambling. I control the gaming. We control our gaming. So to walk away after a miserable performance two weeks ago and not even think about the UFC last week, I went to Omaha, Nebraska to watch the College World Series where I was born and raised. I saw where I was raised. I saw my family's cemetery plots. I cleaned my mind to prepare for this UFC 276. And we're coming back without any weight, totally free. And I really feel like these positions we're about to give are my best positions. And we're going to roll with them because we are now halfway through the 2022 fiscal year. What's our uh, record? As Parcel says, we are what our record says we are. We're 55 and 72. We're down 5.88 units. That's about a 43.3% win percentage. I really need to be at that 47, 48 to be showing good profit. And that's what the goal will be. So we're going to loosen it up, swing it easy. Last week, we did have one play out there because two weeks ago we had released Mario Bautista as a future bet for last week's card. He ended up closing 180, 185, and he submitted Brian Kelleher in the first round. That was a good release, and it knocked us down from 6.88 units to the 5.88 units. Momentum's created, and now we're going to roll right into UFC 276, with round one. And in round one, we're gonna kick off just like the card is 
with a women's bantamweight fight, Jessica Rose Clark and Julius Stoliorenko. Jessica Rose Clark opens minus 115 in this fight to Stoliorenko comeback of plus 100, two and a half over under minus 235 to the over typical women's fight. Uh, really, to me, the important aspects to this fight are the fact that Jessica Rose Clark couldn't make 125. So a couple fights ago, she had to move up to 135. She's small for the size, 11 and seven record, but she's a tiger and she's feisty and she's game. Wins over Jocelyn Edwards, that's a good win, Alpar. But in her last fight, she lost via armbar to Stephanie Egger. That's important to understand because her opponent, Stoliorenko, is kind of a one-trick pony. She is an armbar specialist. The Lithuanian is three inches taller, five years younger, going to have a two-inch reach advantage. That probably won't come into play because Stoliorenko is going to try and get Jessica Rose Clark to the ground. Now, that's something she had a hard time doing with her three previous opponents, Davis, Kunitskaya, and Avia. However, the size factor for Stoliorenko uh, she's the legit 135-er, and she'll weigh 155, 154 when the fight starts. Rose Clark, not near that. So between size and the Stoliorenko submission specialty, I think Jessica Rose Clark, now minus 155, and Stoliorenko you can find at plus 135 to plus 140. That Line movement moving in favor of Stoliorenko, I comprehensively disagree with. Though Stoliorenko is a one-trick pony, she's been stepping up and improving, and I think this is her fight to lose. So, round one, Julia Stoliorenko, plus 140, will start out with a half a unit of play. Now let's roll right into round two. Round two, Brad Tabaris, local Las Vegas, welcoming South African Drikas Duplessis. Duplessis is shipping in for this fight, and boy, is he getting plenty of attention. Duplessis opens, as I'm tracking, minus 120, and he's been shot up to minus uh, 155 or so in current pricing. That's pretty good movement. And, and why is he getting that movement? Well, he's got a cut-up body. Uh, he's six years the younger man, got a two-inch reach advantage, but he's an inch shorter. Reach advantage without height advantage is no advantage, though Duplessis is the guy with the power and primarily more a one-trick pony. He hasn't been in with the kind of opponent that Tavares has been in with. Tavares's experience, the level of competition he's been with, the fact that he trains in Vegas at Extreme Couture, so he has no travel. He's fighting at home. He's sleeping in his own bed. I like Duplessis, and I think he's got plenty to give, but he's going to get out wild, and I mean wild by Wiley. I think Tavares is going to use guile, grit, experience, and take this fight into difficult position for Duplessis. I absolutely like Tavares in this fight, and therefore, we're going to take Tavares at plus 135 currently. If you wait, you probably get another nickel or dime better than that, and we'll go a half a unit on that bet as well. Fight goes to decision. 
The Duplessis people think he's going to go out there and knock out Tavares, and that's great. Tavares has been finished. But what I think everyone is missing is how much Duplessis gets hit. Uh, it's not all offense. you got to play a little defense. I think Tavares is up for this task, and I look for him in decision fashion. Fight goes to decision plus 110. Tavares plus 135 for a half a unit. The decision bet is a full unit. We have two units in play after two rounds as we roll right into round three. Round three, one of my best bets on the card, Jalen Turner, Brad Rydell. At first blush, you look at Turner. He's three years younger, eight inches taller. Holy smokes. Five-inch reach advantage, eight inches with the legs. The tarantula comes in a physical specimen. Everyone marvels how he makes 155. I bet he's buck 80 when he hits the octagon, but no fear in that. The issue with Turner is that he is an ultra-violent guy for five or six minutes. In his last four UFC fights, he's only gone into the second round barely. So he's really overwhelming and dominating opponents. The opponents are guys like Weaver, Medik, Malarkey, Kulabau. Okay, so decent competition for Turner. However, make no mistake about it, this is a huge step up in class for Jalen Turner. Yeah, Rydell, city kickboxing product, looks small, and he got dusted by Fazeev in his last fight. But make no mistake about the fact that Fazeev is a top 10 fighter in the 155-pound division. That loss made Riddell realize, number one, yeah, I trained with Fazeev, and I knew, always knew he was world-class, and I'm right there. I made a mistake. Riddell was walking away from that fight with confirmation that he belongs in the elite of the 155, and I absolutely believe he does too. He's got pelts. He beat Dober. He beat Alex De Silva, Mustayev, and the aforementioned Malarkey, who was dusted by Turner. Listen, Riddell has to get into this fight, and he has to navigate five minutes of fury out of Turner. All we need to have Riddell cash, in my opinion, is for this fight, the belt around two to start. Because then Turner's going to know he's in for a fight and Riddell's going to turn it on. Live betters, you want to hold off, watch the first round, then jump in on Riddell because I believe you'll probably get a better price than plus 135. That's an angle. However, if Riddell shows great in the first round, you blow your opportunity. Round three, let's keep it simple. Brad Riddell, plus 135, one unit of play. Be patient because if the line goes up, I'll take the better price. I'm not going to pull the trigger yet in the hope that that line keeps creeping up another nickel or another dime. That's it for round three. Now, before we step into round four, let's hear from our fine partners at Manscaped. This episode of the Bout Business MMA podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped's new ultra premium collection is an all-in-one skin and hair kit for the everyday man. We're talking premium deodorant, hydrating moisturizer, body wash, shampoo and conditioner, and even a free gift. The power of attraction is now in a bottle, thanks to Manscaped. Get 20% off your entire order plus free shipping today at manscaped.com with the promo code 20LOO. Support the Bout Business MMA podcast and get 20% off site Plus free shipping at manscapes.com with the promo code 20 Looney. In round four, we're going to the co-main event. I've talked about this all week, and it's a minority position. What isn't a minority position is who's fighting. 
Alex Volkanovsky against Max Holloway. This is their third fight. Volkanovsky opens minus 185 to Holloway plus 160. That's kind of where it still sits. And to me, this one's easy. It's my belief that Max's skills are waning. I sense slurring in his speech when he gives interviews. The dominant performance that he exhibited over Calvin Cater, to me, was totally tarnished by the lackluster performance against Yair Rodriguez. Yeah, Yair, Yair Rodriguez came out. He was ready to fight, blah, blah, blah. Volkanovski tears Yair Rodriguez into pieces, okay? Max's waning skills, I think, are going to manifest itself in sharpness, quickness, and his flash, his zip, his sting, all waning away. Of the three fights, I think this is going to be the most dominant of the Volkanovski appearances. And it's not taking anything away from Max. Listen, Max is six inches taller, three years younger, but it's Volkanovski that has the two-inch reach advantage. Again, height with no reach advantage is not that much advantage. Plus, with recent scoring, Max picking and kicking and, and accruing points isn't as effective to, to the judges, at least the way they've been scoring lately, as the heavy thuds. And that's what you're going to get from Volkanovski. I think this is Volkanovski's division. I think this is Volkanovski's time. And I think that Max is shot. And I could well be wrong. And I could take criticism but I'm not afraid of criticism. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to fire on this fight. The first thing we're going to do is take Volkanovski at minus 180. And I'm seeing him when I'm looking at lines, people, I'm looking at uh, best fight odds, looking at all the offshores. I'm also uh, looking at a site that gives me all the Las Vegas lines. I'm taking the best lines I can find. So uh, Volkanovski minus 180, and I'm going to team him in a parlay with Jim Miller fighting Cowboy Cerrone. Now, I've, in that fight, I've told people all week long that the advantage of fighting at 170 is Cowboys, and it is. The winner of this fight's going to have the most UFC wins in history, but Jim Miller's been too active, and he is dying. He's yearning to get back at a 2014 loss where Cowboy kicked him in the head, knocked him out. I think Jim Miller's up for the task here. Jim Miller opens minus 220, now minus 180. I'm going to take Jim Miller minus 180, Volkanovski minus 180. That parlay pays plus 142. That's a unit. Further, Volkanovski inside the distance plus 330. That's a half unit. Fight does not go the distance. That's plus 180. That's a half a unit. In my research in this fight, I'll be stunned if Max Holloway doesn't come out and sell his soul to the devil for a finish. That's what I read out of Max. And that is a risky outlay on Max's part. Because you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Is he going to go out and finish Alex? Maybe he does. If he does, we'll find a way to navigate a little profit out of the fight. But more importantly, I think it's Volkanovski that's going to find Holloway's best, overcome it, then dominate it. This is all about Alex Volkanovski, people. We have three plays on round four. A parlay with Jim Miller and Volkanovski that pays plus 142. 
a Volkanovski half a unit wager inside the distance plus 330. That's a DraftKings position. And the fight does not go the distance plus 180 for a half a unit. That's also DraftKings. Now let's roll into the main event and round five. Round five, main event, Adesanya Cannoneer. And it's funny, I've used Cannoneer as a release from Tuesday in my column when he was plus 310 or 315. Now he's another dollar on top of that. Adesanya, a transcendent athlete. And understand, I recognize Adesanya's fluidity, his ability to move, and his dominance. He's fought all kinds of Cannoneer-like opponents. Cannoneer, what he brings is Vittori's power. He brings Whitaker's experience, and he brings Gastelum's power. Now, what he has to also bring is his own plan, because there's no way Cannoneer can compete with Adesanya on the feet and on the move, meaning if he just tries to go out and negate distance, rush inside and get inside on Adesanya like all these other fools have, he's going to find the same fate. Now, they didn't ask me what the game plan should be. They, they're they good enough coaches over there, John Crouch and Benson Henderson. They know what they're doing, and I don't know what their plan is, but I know what my plan is. My plan would be to get in Cannoneer's ears and tell him this is the Anderson Silva fight. If you'll remember, Cannoneer kicked Anderson Silva in the knee and, it, and blew it up. Izzy has pencil-thin legs, and he uses them. They are the foundation for how he fights. The path to victory for Cannoneer is like the old Angelo Dundee saying, kill the body, the head will follow. In this case, you bludgeon Adesanya's legs so he can't move. This fight is yours, Mr. Cannoneer. And from the mountaintops, they're laughing at me for this release. Oh, this must be a value play. Surely Lou doesn't think Cannoneer can win. Well, I can tell you, I've been up to the MMA lab and I've been watching them practice and spar. Make no mistake about it that that whole gym believes Cannoneer can win. Cannoneer believes Cannoneer can win. He's 38 years old. He knows this is his shot. And I've said it till I'm blue in the face. Find me an underdog that I know is going to come to the park on Saturday night prepared to give his best, and that's an underdog I want. Round five, Jared Cannonier, currently plus 400. And again, be patient here. You'll get better than 400 on this thing. It's a full unit bet on Cannonier. I believe, and I also would love to see this young man win. The gym has been very, very good to me. I got a soft spot for him, I'll admit. But believe me, I believe Cannoneer can win this fight. Now I got two more bonus positions for us as we're running out the door. O'Malley and Munoz. O'Malley also is an athlete at the MMA lab that I get to watch, train, and I never interface with these kids. I just watch them from afar. And in my opinion, O'Malley's the kind of a fighter that if he gets an opponent that can take him 15 full minutes, that those last two and a half minutes are going to be really tough for Sean O'Malley simply because of his build. He's thin and his cardio can be tested in the last two and a half minutes of a fight. And in this kid, Pedro Munoz, plenty of experience, but on the other side of his career at 35 years old, I think Munoz is pissed. 
He's reading the headlines that he's just a journeyman gatekeeper in the way of O'Malley on his rise to the top, and he does not want any part of that role. Now, I'm not taking a side here, but a vote for Munoz means that I think this fight goes to decision, and try as he might, O'Malley's not going to be able to finish him, I don't think. So bonus one, O'Malley Munoz goes to decision plus 105. We'll put a half a unit on that one. Second bonus position. Strickland and Pereira. Boy, I, I was all set to bet Strickland in this fight, but the guy is such a freaking idiot. I can't trust him to wrestle. If I knew Strickland was going to go out here to win this fight, try and wrestle and get a shot at the championship, then I'd have a five-unit bet on Strickland. And I mean that because I believe he's more well-rounded in this other kid's singularly dimensioned and doesn't have enough experience. That said, I get the feeling from talking to Strickland, he wants to go out there and test his striking against this guy. That is, that is the stupidest thing in the whole world. That's like some guy coming to my house saying he wants to out try, try and out eat me in a pasta eating contest. That is ridiculous, okay? So I can't trust Strickland at all. However, I do think the fight manifests itself into a decision. This fight, Strickland Pereira, goes to decision is priced plus 140. I like it. Let's put another half a unit on that. In review, we got a half a unit on Stoliarenko plus 140. We got the Tavares Duplessis fight to go to decision plus 110. That's a unit. We've got Tavares plus 135 plus 140 with patience. That's a half a unit. Brad Rydell plus 135 for a unit against Jalen Turner. Then with Volkanovski, uh, we went a little bit mad. We took Jim Miller and Volkanovski in a parlay, paying 1.42 for one unit of investment. Volkanovski inside the distant half a unit of investment at plus 330. And that fight to not go the distance. Now that's a five round fight. That's a half a unit plus 180. Finally, round five, Cannoneer plus 400 or better. And two bonus plays. O'Malley Munoz goes to decision half a unit at plus 105, and Strickland Pereira goes to decision half a unit at plus 140. Listeners, thank you so much for coming back. Please tell your friends we got a strong second half of the year planned. Let's start it off with UFC 276. Thank you so much for listening, and good luck to everyone. been locked into Gamblue's Bout Business MMA podcast featuring Lou Finicaro. Hit our subscribe button and never miss out on Lou's behind-the-scenes access to the world of MMA. And of all the superlatives. Oh! Tomorrow's good net hand is ridiculous. Oh, my goodness. Bam! The legs go. I mean, that is clean. Want the best sports betting podcast on the board? Look no further than GreenRollMedia.com each and every weekend. GreenRoll's covering the NFL, college football, and MMA better than anyone. Bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in Las Vegas. That's GreenRollMedia.com. GreenRollMedia.com. Home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network. This episode of the Bout Business MMA podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped's new ultimate 
Ultra Premium Collection is an all-in-one skin and hair kit for the everyday man. We're talking premium deodorant, hydrating moisturizer, body wash, shampoo and conditioner, and even a free gift. The power of attraction is now in a bottle, thanks to Manscaped. Get 20% off your entire order plus free shipping today at manscaped.com with the promo code 20LOO. Support the Bout Business MMA podcast and get 20% off site-wide. Plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the promo code 20LOO. 20 20 20 20 20 20 20 20 20